Hey, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Bullhawk Sports Show, episode 87. We are pumped and ready to go to discuss a variety of topics for this week's episode, including NWSL trade and draft talk, NBA talk, some of it good, some more depressing, and also some MLS talk about Kyle Fire's recent moves. And finally, we'll get to it later on, but we have a brand new segment that we're going to be rolling out that we're excited about. Yep. Keyword is bio. Take yes. it as you will. Yeah. So we were thinking about beginning with NWSL talk to start episode 87. Let's get into it as we lead into this coming weeks as recording on Sunday, 12-12 December 2021 as we get into the expansion draft, uh, which will happen uh, two days. Uh, We will be recapping that when it happens. It will be shown everywhere, YouTube, CBS Sports HQ, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus for those who have that and then uh, so internationally on Twitch so earlier this week there was a few changes part of the whole league so some teams i.e. locally uh, got draft immunity so before um, this was updated this past Wednesday, um, very last minute, um, I, as of I've heard, uh, that these changes were made uh, throughout the day. And we have some trades also to announce uh, between teams like Gotham FC, the Thorns FC, Red Stars, Red Stars, along with the Courage. So this was updated as of December 8th at 4.30 local time. This is via The Athletic. Yeah, Meg Lohan. Yep, the trusted source and author as she is. The impactful um, reporter herself, Meg Lohan. So let's get into the full immunity. Yes, so in case you're new to the NZPSL, they have, um, just like other leagues, expansion teams that join the league. And it was started last year, as far as I believe, that you can trade, um, or first utilized, you can trade players to one of the expansion sides for immunity. So the expansion side will not be able to draft anyone from your squad. That's completely That's full right. immunity. There's like also a NAR immunity where you cannot draft like a team's forwards or team's goalkeepers, but it still can draft from them. But which is fair because teams work hard to get them, and also they're uh, considered the head of the whole squad, and so very important pieces of a team. So without further ado, let's begin, and we can name it off the top of our head. So we know that naturally. The league's first team, the Chicago Red Stars, were first up. They were able to get uh, full protection 
And with that, they had to trade. Let's start off with who they had to trade. So to San Diego, they had to go, let go two of Katie Johnson, their uh, forward. Six man. Six, or six, six woman. Six woman, yeah. Either way is um, pretty acceptable, varying who you ask. Uh, Mackenzie Doniak, another forward. 2021 draft pick who has yet to have a cap, Kelsey Turnbow. Yeah, she, uh, a little bit about her. She was drafted very highly in the 2021 draft. She went to Santa Clara University, and she wanted to finish playing at Santa Clara before she joined the NWSL, which she will be now for the Wave. Correct. And just got to say that we're thankful to have had witnessed um, such talent uh, Doniak, but we're going to miss, uh, especially, uh, this is kind of very, uh, an oddball here, uh, since we haven't seen her debut, um, have, let alone play in general, Turnbow, and then we have Doniak, who uh, joined the team a little bit later on, but someone who has been part of the original since at least I have been watching and been just in general, um, had a long tenure was Katie Johnson. We're gonna especially miss her. Yeah, I'll miss her a lot. Yeah, we'll continue to be a fan, as we are always. Um, uh, for our love, love sports, uh, but more uh, precisely with the Red Star. You know, what's a Red Star? Always a Red Star. So we'll be keeping an eye out. But Katie uh, was definitely a huge loss for us um, in getting this full protection. So next is, uh, so we're staying in the California state, which we had to give up some to Angel City FC. Yes, we traded uh, Iron Woman, longtime Red Star, local Chicagoan, Sarah. Uh, trying to think of like a name, like Sarah, I don't know, like Iron yeah, I was go that. Sarah Iron, Iron Ma- Woman Gordon. Yeah, or Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden Gordon. Yeah, Sarah Gordon. And also... Julie Ertz in international roster spot. Yep. So. Yeah, um... If you're, like, someone on ESPN or service, like Julie Ertz will be the big loss. No, I think more the big loss will be Sarah Gordon, personally, because she's our, she was, our most important defender. She was the commander of the back line. She played every single minute last season, her best season in my mind, in my short time watching WSL. She was vital to our success, and... A counterpoint could be Julie Ertz barely played and we made it all the way to the final and almost won, but lost by one goal. That's right. Yeah, we're now we're missing a, uh, a midfielder and a defender, our star defender here. So uh, for a while, uh, you'll get credit to Julie. She was the uh, franchise oh, yeah. player we had. Uh, player for us, uh, but that has changed in the last two years. Yeah. I know she's taken uh, off for injury and mm-hmm. also for mental health reasons. And so 
um, we had the right to complain to that she um, oh she never plays and you know no. like, like she, a, she's a very like, good player like, you know but she, she's very good it's just that it sucks that she kind of let her team you know down for for too long and so that's those are some reasons personally why we believe she's not a huge loss but definitely will be missed as well oh yeah um you know someone we saw that would come back you know at some point but that was not to be um we wanted to you know someone to to represent us um for the long haul she's one uh well reason that she would be a big loss is because she has been also long tenured been oh yeah in this in our squad for forever um since the beginning um since you know red stars they never changed her name um the first team first player you know we 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 get um at least one of the first uh, alongside Alyssa Nair so um of course we'll we'll continue to to watch her and um just you know hope for 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 something to go we just want to see some good soccer so um we will definitely be watching because because uh, you, uh, CJ Hawk, would you identify more with your hometown as Angel City or San Diego? Uh, I grew up in Norbrook, California, which is not very close to either of them. But I guess if I had to choose one, I'd probably be rooting for the Wave. But neither one would be one that I would be like I cannot vote root for them or oh right that's fair because if it was one like in San Jose or Sacramento I'd probably choose that one but that's for sure these two are just for fun yeah that won't be happening anytime this no. year they're supposed to go to Sacramento but they switched to San Diego which was probably a better idea yeah like market wise better so yeah but you know sensitive stars it usually like how we've seen it is that we kind of geared towards the stars of the team, no pun intended, um, for liking a team or to uh, becoming a fan of a player. So it's easier to become a fan of a star player than a player who plays one minute per per every five games. Yeah. No offense to them, but it's easier. It's just that the reason why we watch too, remember is to, you know, show us what you got. So we become fans of, um, you know, other uh, lesser known players or players that are not stars, such as Katie Johnson. I, I believe she, personally she is a star, but um, you know, to their eyes, he's not quite yet. So um, it's cool. It's kind of like grassroots, and you get to see that happen. And I believe the, the wow, big, big difference. Uh, the enlightening. The uh, the important part is to really um, see again what they got and. Um, then we, we judge based on that. Um, really, the last two, three years have been really incredible being able to at least to witness them, you know, be able to play. Uh, yeah. CJ Hawk didn't get a chance to see Juliet. No, I never did. Uh, you did, but not uh, in, in person. So, no, on TV. Uh, you know, perhaps one day. I mean, that's also the exciting part. Oh, yeah. You know, the when, league's so small that I hope see her. Yeah. Better. Whether you go back to your, you know, some in Angel City maybe, or you, um, they come back here, we're gonna oh, see yeah. how that goes. But they're uh, they're gonna go up against us. So. Now let's transition to <laughs> yeah. one final Red Stars trade, and this was not for 
immunity. This was to um, the Olo Reign. They traded Nikki Stanton to the Reign. That's right. And she'd requested it to go back home. She's from that Washington area. Yeah, I'm sure she's been away from home for and consistently for a minute. Um, she was one of my and DJ Benny Bull and my sister's favorite players on the team. She was so nice when met her multiple times, and she's what being a uh, athlete and good person is all about. And team player, team player. Yeah, she'll be missed. She definitely will be. Um, I know she's gone back and forth. She was like, um, she completely left for a while, though. I believe she always had signs that she would come back, and she did. Didn't always get the opportunities to play, but no. the scepter and you know late um, and all that. Yeah, she like was always out seventy there. minutes or she was always available, right? Just like a certain like Bianca was always. <laughs> but, uh, let's not go there. No, but, um, that's similarly. So it's it's tough to see another um, longtime player for us go again, and um, that kind of messes with the flow of things. You know, I know there's friendships and everything that will be separated so um also yeah but more importantly be happy and go home and she was she was one to make you know everyone happy as far as i hear and that we've seen um she always uh, made um like up the spirit you know wherever she was and was always excited you know to go up to us the fans and um and really cheer on you know teammates and all that so all of that together will be missed. So, we're now going to um, <laughs> move on to the next club. This one is New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. They made, just like the Red Stars, two moves to receive full immunity. Trading star goalkeeper, Canadian superstar, one of the best in uh, the NWSL. Kaylin Sheridan. Sharp, sharp uh, goalkeeper. She's one of my favorite goalkeepers easily in the league. Yes, yeah, well. They traded her to the Wave. And they also traded another goalkeeper, Didi Hirschke. She's also very um, talented to Angel City. And you may ask, why did they trade the two of their starting goalkeepers away? The reason was they made a deal with um, Orlando Pride in receiving um, Ashlyn Harris and Ali Krieger. Makes sense. So Ashlyn Harris is a veteran goalkeeper. She'll now be the starting goalkeeper in Gotham. She'll fit this right. Take over. She'll be fine. She'll go anywhere. It's just a different environment, um, different you know team, but different right? yeah. new uh, different environment and same duty. So yeah. just like Ali Krieger, she'll be totally fine in Gotham. She is a defender, star defender. Um, yeah, on top of that, they received immunity by, by doing this trade and also some change. So they get um, allocation money as well. Yeah. All adds up to, that's like um, uh, about $200,000. <laughs> so... That's that's quite that's quite that's not chump change. Yeah. Next 
is the Kansas City current. Not much to report, but right. they have. There's no draft. Um, they're exempt from the expansion draft because it's their second year in the league. That's been deemed trade asset, exempt. so they're exempt. But they did make a trade. It's not mentioned here because it's just like a draft immunity um, chart. But they had traded for probably the most explosive trades for me. And so far, was they traded uh, to get Sam Mewis from the Courage superstar. ESPN ranked her the best women's soccer player in the world recently in a ranking. And stalwart for the U.S. women's national team. Star midfielder. They Manchester City. received, yeah, Manchester City too. They received their first superstar in their new history for the current. So right. she'll take them getting past the basement. Yeah. yeah, she's a federation player, so that's automatically you're a superstar, um, whether you know or not. Uh, <laughs> and also, uh, we'll be remiss. We don't, we didn't mention um, that this is part of the news for NWSL that the Kansas City is no longer just Kansas City it's Kansas City current right so that's a new change and I like the name what's what is it behind it what's based on you know their city yeah I guess yeah. I think it has to do with like the water or like the flow so, so I saw an Ar- Meg Lanning article about it remember electricity water you know which they'll go together but you know you can think of, as you will but more so the about the water, you know, and there's the flow of it. It's part of their, you know, landmark. I believe it's nice. Um, I believe that's the nice part about the um, NWSL is that they don't view, yes, they have mascots, but they don't have, like, a, like animals, you know, necessarily um, for every team. So they, actually, none of their teams, right? Um, they don't do that. They do it based on, um, you know, tribute to the city or a landmark or what. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, but none of the teams that are named for animals, yeah. which is interesting. I believe that's, yeah, that's what makes it just that. Because I mean, you could say the pride could be because, like, lions, but they're not. not necessarily. That's, like, the most closest. Not, not by name, yeah. That's the closest. Closest, yeah. That's right. Um, they, it's more about the spirit more or less, right? Like, yeah. As opposed to, you know, an animal that, you know, what's your spirit animal and all that. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's just to be imagined. So, um, and they show that. So, next would be back to the Mewis uh, trade, which she came from, where she became a star, North Carolina Courage. Yeah, won multiple rings there. Yeah, Angel City. Uh, they traded rights to Kerry uh, Ricaro for immunity. Uh, and then San Diego, they uh, traded rights to Agahard James for immunity. I do not know anything about Iver, so I apologize. So that means that they have given them the, these players um, just to get immunity. Um, Pierre Ricardo uh, is a member of the national team as far as I Oh, is that recall. her? Yeah. I thought it was some, a different name. Yeah. 
Maybe it's here. I know. I know. There's one player that doesn't um, play in Nabil Sub, but is on there. Uh, not Emily Fox. Like At the time, it was it was Emily Fox, but it was uh, you know someone. I believe it's isn't first. that isn't that like Nicar- Vicario or something? Oh, some, yeah, some, yeah, some, yeah, Vicario or something. Something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I believe you're right. <laughs> so with that, we move on to teams who got. Um, partial immunity. Yes, the first is the rain. They traded the upcoming 36th pick in the 2022 draft. Also received for $25,000. Plus, partial immunity that is defined as Angel City Green not to select a forward from the rain. So that means that any other forwards will be automatically immune from being drafted. So only defenders and midfielders and goalkeepers can be drafted from the rain by Angel City. That's right. And there is no, as far as this says, no agreement with San Diego. So at this point, San Diego can select anyone from the rain. Who is um, not protected. Scary thought. Next is one of my favorite teams, the Portland Thorns FC. They have uh, traded rights to Simone Charlie. Uh, this is via uh, Angel City and Tyler Lucy for immunity, which is great. And also they have uh, they get allocation money, 100K. And Angel City FC 2022 natural second with their their name for it, natural second round college draft pick so that's within the whole um, draft you know ideology that they're gonna you know draft a bunch of players from college and but also um, get you know some players from whether stars or what have you from um, good teams if you will which I believe was a safe choice for the, the Thorns to do so. Um, they were able to give uh, someone who was good, who was um, newer to their team, but also, you know, became good. Um, and that they're giving up this time. Um, they're not going to lose, you know, any other stars necessarily. But we'll see. Part, they can stay, they do have partial immunity. Um, I don't believe the Thorns are scared, though, <laughs> to lose. I, I mean, it comes down to it. I doubt that they're going to lose, like, Haran and Sinclair and them. Uh, and then I'll have to read more into that one. Yeah. Uh, the next was Louisville, in a deal for Angel City, traded the rights to Christian Press for immunity, plus Angel City's natural first-round pick in the upcoming draft. And $75,000. Yeah, this one was, was long rumored and was a report at some point that, oh, Press is not going to stay. He's going to go back home. It Angel made sense City, right? to me because she doesn't fit in Louisville's long-term plans. No, yeah. They're a young, up-and-coming club, yeah. whereas Christian Press wants to win now. Yeah. It's kind of a win-win for both. Yeah, I would say so. Right? Uh, despite... Um, this is weird because she, yes, she's going home, but is at what cost? It's like 
you see her as kind of like imposter. Oh, she sold out. She's not going to be with the building. Partially, it would be foolish not to say that, you know. And that's the cost is like looking from the outside, you know, you see this as, oh, they, you know, I'm trying to build the super team. Ironically, it's with Angel City, so huge city. Um, they'll be getting a lot of stars, and just with that, you know, a lot of players coming home. I don't so think she even played one game for the Glitter Team. Yeah. Which is what I mean, right? Like, they didn't even play her, and, you know. Well, I think happens. she couldn't. Like, she yeah. was, like, hurt or somewhere yeah. else. There was some reason why she, yeah, she couldn't. Oh, yeah, we haven't seen her name mentioned outside of external, you know, um, league news. <laughs> so. Let's move on. And next, let alone not playing in the right. yeah. uh, Next, for Spirit, Watch Spirit, the champions, they made a deal with Angel City to trade. M.A. Bignola, who we are not too familiar no. with. But um, they put in quotes, allocated player protection. Also getting 30K in money. And in San Diego deal, they traded star defender Tegan McGrady, one of my favorites on the spirit. They traded her 2022 international spot, natural first round draft pick via rain for immunity. So does that, yeah. I guess that means they have immunity from the, the wave. But I guess not from Angel City, so I guess Angel City can draft. Right. And then, finally, teams that have zero immunity, so anyone who's unprotected can be chosen, is the Dash and Orlando Pride. Yeah, as we already mentioned, from the Pride, they had some major losses, but not to worry. I'm sure they'll be getting something yeah. really good in exchange. But Dash haven't yet, they, so that's good. Yeah, yet they do have uh, five veteran players, um... But I feel like they're out. That's that doesn't make like a whole team. That's still a majority, um, more a little more than half, of um, young players. So they're they're always like a young team, with you know some young, younger veterans, if you will. So I believe they'll be fine. But it's unfortunately they lost um, a few of their players, like Ellie Creeker and as you mentioned already, Jody Taylor, Jody Taylor, Matt Comer. Uh, Ashlyn Harris, the DK, uh, and then one that we will get to. Yeah, this one shortly. is explosive. If it happens, it's rumored. It's been rumored for days, but she's going home. Can't happen. No, it's it can't happen until um, <laughs> December seventeenth because that's when the trade window reopens. And this for me is special because she was probably the first woman soccer player I ever heard of ever knew because she was big years ago in the Olympics and that is Alex Morgan that's right yeah so uh, as of that Wednesday they uh, like we said Krieger and Harris to Gotham FC uh, and so right now this trade is still rumored to happen what if it doesn't happen Probably for for the better. It's good that they wait for this. Um, she is one of the biggest stars. I think so. 
similar to the um, Christian Press one. It's probably a win-win for both sides, I think, because Alex Morgan probably wants to win, and the Pride have already mentioned in their new coach hiring and in uh, league news that they are doing a full rebuild, so she probably doesn't want to stay there. I mean, it'll be fine if she does, but, you know, she is a veteran, so as of, you know, now, so we... You know, could she go somewhere else that's still, you know, it's possible, team. right? Um, I mean, at the same time, this draft, uh, does that give us some players? Not necessarily, right? So, you know, she could decide to come to the Red Stars if she wanted to, which that would be amazing news. But, um, you know, anything could happen. Uh, more, more likely that she'll be going to San Diego. It's up in the air right now, so it's not official. Uh, let's see. One final trade they'll discuss and then we'll move on is that Briana Pinto. Uh, the Gotham FC. Acquired by The Courage. And this is a good move for The Courage because they did lose Samantha Mewis, which is a big loss, but Briana Pinto is very talented and she will, as a second year player, I think, improve more. She was. Only played a little here and there with Gotham last season, but I think she's going to improve, and why not pick her up to see what she can do in um, Courage? This is another homecoming as she comes oh, really? back to uh, North Carolina. Reuniting with Sean Nahas, uh, now the permanent head, new head coach for the Courage. See, we didn't even know his name. <laughs> no, I didn't know <laughs> Before <either>. this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this is also more recent, and um, so you have to say he had to say on the release I've coached her in years past and I couldn't be more excited to work with her again she is someone who will help add to our midfield yep she's a midfielder and the opportunity to her for her to learn and be around our players will only help take her game to the next level so this is going to be a quick um, learning for her because the courage are still stacked despite losing Sam Lewis well for a while now but they uh, by no means are rebuilding, but they will have to rebuild because they were almost horrendous, almost horrendous this this season. Uh, so, which the Red Stars would be happy with because they always cause this, you know, problems. And with that, I think we can conclude our end of self talk. This. Keep in mind the expansion draft and the regular player draft are coming up in days, which we mentioned CBS, Sports Network, HQ, Paramount Plus, and they'll be ready to go. Yeah, so if you want to watch for free, it is on NWSL YouTube channel, and then also um, CBS Sports HQ stream that on for free along with cbs sports on twitch actually i didn't know they had a channel no i mean so that's nice probably more interactive if it's bearing how interactive you want to be that's the beauty of twitch that's why we're on right now live um and cbs sports uh, yes. will be the place if you want to talk so, with other fans and all that uh expansion so. Is live on. Chat. I would imagine they have a live chat on YouTube. Too. Oh, I bet. But yeah. The expansion is on Thursday, December 16th at um, 
6 Central Time. And then the regular draft is on December 18th, Saturday at uh, 1 Central Time. That's right. Same platforms. And, yeah, it's coming. It's good that they do this before, you know, the holidays and everything. It's good. But I believe this is the first time they've done it in December. This is like... Well, almost exact same platforms except the regular drafts not on CBS Sports Network. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. They that got more coverage for that because I believe they see that as most important to them <laughs> as of now. But there's plenty of other players. It's good because it's free of charge. And this concludes our NWL talk for episode eighty-seven. But one final, not in WSL related, but soccer related, congratulations to New York City FC on winning the MLSL Cup. They beat an MLS final yesterday, Portland Timbers, 2-1, to one, penalty kicks, and it was a 3-2. Dynamic win for New York City, their first ever MLS title. Yeah, on the road. I would have said that it would have been a nice underdog story if the, um, because the way that they played towards the end, like building up to the stoppage time goal, ninety uh, third minute that was very uh, commendable. I uh, got me excited. I was actually screaming um, for that because oh, yeah. I was going for for the Timbers. I was going for New York City. Yeah. Now, they're technically the underdogs in terms of um, not having home field advantage. Yeah, and also, I think t- <laughs> overall, Timbers were the better team during the regular season. Yeah. So, overall, yeah. I think they were favored Timbers. So, yeah, and that was surprising that they uh, lost. But very good games. As you can see, they went to penalties and extra time before that. Um, just a very dramatic uh, game. Uh, and I recall that, not just mentioning that it was the fifth time in MLS league history that this has occurred where in regulation there hasn't been a winner and they had to go to PKs. So, yeah, but very dramatic way to end the season. I thought it was going to be one of those NFL uh, American football moments oh, yeah. where no winner, it's a tie. Oh, no way to decide. That's the worst. <laughs> um, but no way in soccer, right? <laughs> this one was awesome because in soccer, you don't really have buzzer beaters like the NBA. It continues. Or... The time is constant. But this one was close as buzzer beaters could be because the goal to tie up in end of regulation in extra time, soft time, was like uh, 93.99. Yeah. It was like yeah. just like right when it was about to end, they scored a tie up. Yeah, that's right. I was surprised that they actually didn't add on more time because yeah. there was some players down. There was actually a fan that threw something, whatever that was. Oh, it sounds like a, her was like a beer bottle or something. Oh, it looked like there was a bottle of some of sorts. And, and knocked, How dare they? And knocked down, yeah, one of the, I hope they were the players that, that just scored. I believe it was to the NYC. I mean, it, it has to be to NYC player because they're, you, you at, have Pro- to be. they're at Providence Park. Yeah, I don't want to make sense who did with yeah. the players. Yeah, I'm sure because it was very rowdy. Yeah, uh, and so that caused it. We thought it was something else, you know. What happened? They tripped the player. You know, could have been a red card, but you had things like that. I'm sure no one got in trouble. <laughs> it was just how do you find? But you know, there's a VAR, so they probably will oh, yeah. find the person. Or he was ejected by immediately. But yeah, fortunately, it was not. Uh, we didn't see that, and also. The player got up real quick, so it was very. It was a minor um, 
you know, happening. And yeah, so all those little things, like I thought that they're going to add on, you know, at least five minutes. So I guess that's fair in a way because, you know, they have the advantage. But at that point, they didn't because they were down 1 0 um, and just had scored. I, actually, that time they were 1 1. So I was surprised. But before stoppage time, they were, they were down. So um, in that way, it was kind of fair. Um, I thought they could have added an extra minute or two. Yeah, the goal for New York City was around in the 40s in minutes, and it was an impressive goal by. Who else? Castellanos, the best player. He scores goals like no one's business. He was the Golden Boot winner, actually, too. That's he right. scored that. to um, get past the goalkeeper. Impressive goal. It looked like it was almost didn't go in because they kind of like rolled to the right, but it went in yeah. and gave him the important lead that they did really push, but they held on penalty kicks. I thought it was over when it went to penalty. I was like, uh, the Timbers won. I'll have to congratulate Ben on the W, but it didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen, man. Uh, the one that did it all was the same player, the same Golden Boot one who decided it um, for the NYC. Yeah. They, they had that one that also looked like it wasn't going in. It was going to hit the post or something. <laughs> it went high up, but it actually did go up real quick to the top of the net, to the um, inside the top of the net, and then came down, so. That gave him the dramatic. I believe he like tripped, like sort of with momentum and whatnot, and then saw that it went in. Is I believe it's very similar to how it was last year, if I remember correctly. But yeah, like it took like a couple seconds, and they're like, "Oh, it went in! Yeah, it's time to celebrate!" So, um, in that way, I was kind of happy, but like you know, of course, the team didn't win. But well, yeah, it was, um... it was a nice way to end. Some of these guys are, like, really talented in penalty kicks. And this wasn't in MLS. It was in Premier League. But uh, I watched oh, a game yesterday, and um, it was Leeds United, Chelsea, and Rafinha, who's the best player in Leeds. He had a penalty kick opportunity. And he does a cool, like, move, like a stutter step. Like, he'll be going ready to go, and then he'll kind of, like, stutter stop. And then he'll kick it in. Yeah, the goalie was completely right confused and yeah. went in. Yeah, they pick a side. Um, yeah, I believe. Yeah, those were tough. You know, you make them pick a side, and they picked the wrong one. The goalie guessed actually right, but it, there was no way he was gonna get it. That's right. He yeah. guessed to the left, and it was the left, but he couldn't get it. That's right. Yeah, there there were a few too that were. Um, this went all the way, but it was at a disadvantage. They, the GK, you know, you could blame it on, you know, they're tired. Oh, yeah. And, you know, nerves and all that, which is oh, understandable. That's believable. They are at home, so, you know, even more. But at the same time, I'm sure they give them a little confidence. But um, it was too late uh, to to get that because they couldn't come back from the first two that the NYFC made. And um, he could have actually made it, but I believe that split second where he fell and um, had his hand, but it just he just let it slip past him. He had the right target um, to defend. To um, I would say that it would be better to, instead of falling to it, to the ball, you could have kicked it out, put yourself into it, but I believe that's more dangerous. But uh, I believe in that chance he could have done that. But it was one of those low ones, right? You, you get in, you know, you... 
had to choose and uh, didn't work. So they did their best as um, one of the best in the league, the Timbers. Uh, hats off to them for a good season. And I have to give a shout out to my good friend, um, virtual friend. I have not met them in real life, but happened will happen one day. Um, she um, is, you can say, unofficial dance teacher to me. Uh, well, in general. Um, but to me, um, she's taught me the style of shuffle. Um, shout out to my friend, uh, Anna, for watching Banana in Pajamas. Um, when you watch this back, she um, is from Colorado, so um, hats off to her, Colorado Rapids, for being number one seed. Unfortunately, didn't make the finals. Nope. Was hoping to, you know, there were some that I would root for them too. And yeah, they stay number one despite this. There's hope for next season, and there's hope for us too because we also got some new players. The fire? Yeah, would you call them stars? Sort of. Uh, Wyatt's Amsberg. I wouldn't call these guys. I would call one of them a rising star. The other two I would call veterans who definitely help us on defense. And I've done a 10 minute segment, will be released for this episode. But just to clarify, it was um, Javi Bornstein, the captain, Wyatt Amsberg, veteran defender, and uh, Navarro. Miguel Navarro was resigned. He is rising star. All of his guys are on defense. So the fire under the new coach Ezra Hendrickson definitely are That's emphasizing cool. defense, like defense, 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 which is important oh, to sure. me. But I think also the one they need to look at even more, to be honest, is not goalkeeping, not defense, but offense, which has been yeah. crap. So they need to fix yeah. that. Same thing with. Um... With our other other teams here, yeah. <laughs> always room for that. Yeah, I think we're done for soccer on episode eighty-seven. So stay tuned for more news on different sports upcoming very soon. Some success because we finally made some history 
and actually first time I believe since the 2000 since we won um, back to back uh, but for sure that we've beaten um, LA and so we went up against the Clippers 190 and then up against the Lakers very good game and we blew them out actually so it feels good to say that uh, that doesn't happen 121-103 we really exposed them and we had uh, with that a sweep of LA for the first time uh, in a long time first time that we've beaten the Lakers um, in such a long time since 06 I believe the Joe Kim Noah era so that is very much commendable uh, it's been a while back now about a month as we got to more we lost the Trailblazers and we had uh, well we should have won um, against the, the Pacers but that was a uh, mysterious blowout as well well I want to, don't want to mention, forget to mention the Nuggets was a good win. And I also want to mention the Bulls next because Ben and I watched that one together. Yeah. And that was a good um, win by the Bulls late to beat um, Randall Barrett in the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, so, and then there's some other games which we got to that we should have won. Against the Rockets? Yeah, worst. Actually, not anymore, but at the time, they were the worst in the NBA, and we lost right. them. Yeah, Christian And blowout was the Magic, who were garbage, so that was to be expected. Then, the Heat defeated us in a close loss. We beat Blowout Lamella Ball on the Hornets. <laughs> we beat the Knicks again, this time on the road. We watched this one together. Yeah, it was good. Good win for us. And we swept New York as well. Yeah. Beating KD too in the next one. And yeah, we got the Mets. Close game. 111-107-4. And we beat the Joker again. This time home. Huge. And we got... All of a sudden, let's get into... The most recent ones from this week, so on the 8th, Wednesday, we faced the Cavs uh, at Record Mortgage Fieldhouse, the home of the Cavs, and we, we began this uh, very horribly because we were shorthanded. Um, that could be one reason why we oh, yeah. had some woes, but up to this point, we were good until we went up against them. We should have won this one in spite of our losses but, um, uh, in players that we uh, had to go up against some really good young players. Um, the Cavs are technically rebuilding, right? So they, um, they're doing uh, fair. I think they could go to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. I could see them as a HC yeah. or sure. Yeah. But someone that should be on farther was Ricky Rubio. I remember you mentioned that he should be uh, the, the would-be stars of the NBA, but it wasn't to me that he belongs to this team. And also, we saw some action Kevin Love. But first, let's we do our starters. Okay, I'll do Cavs while you both. So, just a little away. Let's start with the Bulls. 
We have Io, the symbol of his very first star, the first of the entire um, his presence in the league, and mm -hmm. so this was mm -hmm. to pop up. And this was the same day that we got to see that um, Demar Derozan was out for so many star making moments or um, showcasing uh, Derozan that we actually covered, but unfortunately. Uh, that means that we get to um, reshuffle the roster. And, uh, it's one one man up, as they say. So I got his first start. Congrats to him. Um, the Chicago native, very happy. Um, just under these circumstances. And then at uh, our uh, let's shooting guard, yeah, shooting guard, Ball. At center, the man in the middle, Nikola Vucevic. Our power forward, Derek Jones Jr. It's been his like third start. Yeah. So, contest winner. Short panther, that's right. Say hello to Aaron Gordon. Uh, and then our small forward, this time, small forward, Zach. Levine, I believe that's uh, unfortunate that we have to do that because he's trying to like the shooting guard. Now for the Cleveland Cavaliers starting five, we have at point guard, number 35, Isaac Rocco. The point guard? I guess. Then shooting guard, star of the squad, number 10, Darius. Garland. Oh, I thought it was Jeremy. No, it's Jeremy. I think Garland for me. And Man Riddle with the fro, big man, former net, number 31, Jerry Allen. And at uh, small forward, number 24, former Chicago Bull, Lowry, Markinen. And finally, the most recent draft pick, he could be arguably the future star too. Number four, Evan Mobley. And who I was trying to assemble to get uh, out there, the star, is technically Colin Sexton, but he hasn't right. been playing. He hasn't been playing. He's, he's, he's been not as good this year. Either. I want to give a shout out to one more former bull. That is number 45. Denzel Valentine. He scored zero points, but he played, so it counts. That's right. His brother, his elder brother, is a coach for LUC, the Loyola Ramblers. Oh, that's now. Um, that's what it would be. It would be Valentine. Probably, yeah. So, 30 years old. Uh, yeah, young coach. And now my guys, so. I don't know, I football. I was going to say Lovey Smith. Good game. Bulls sadly lost, but this could be looked at in multiple ways. We just look at the loss of DeRozan and some injury issues with COVID we've had. So you could say that. And the Cavs are a good team. We're not, this was not a horrible team. Yeah. We were on the road, so the loss just happened. 
Yeah, full strength bulls, I think, would have won, but the line one fifteen ninety two. We we're also missing Alex Caruso, uh, and Liz Malcolm for later. Actually, he had a uh, minor injury that happened. Uh, it was the one against the Nuggets. Um, yeah. He went hard, which is why we won. So, um, in that last game, so, <laughs> yeah, just letting it out, but, uh, last night, this was one to remember, we've been struggling against, uh, South Beach for years, yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, they also were shorthanded, but this firm, well, I believe they have a decent rotation, uh, in order to beat us, so, um, off we go. This is not a challenging game going to. Okay, if you want me to do bowl, you'll do it each time. Alright, so for starting five for Chicago Bowls, we have a shooting guard, Zach Lavini. At point guard, Lonzo, Dutan Ball. And man in the middle center, Nikola Vukovic. We had that small, uh, small forward back from missing game, Alex Caruso. Good to see him back. That's and finally, fresh. power forward, former wizard, current bull, Troy Brown. That's right. Was this his first start? Uh, Baker 
um, more recently. Uh, first, Stanley Johnson. He is a 25-year-old small forward uh, from Anaheim, California, and he is a good all-arounder. Can showcase it here, but all good, good defensive player. player and scorer. So, second, we got uh, Alfonso McKinney. Cool name. 29, small forward and point guard from Chi-Town. Yeah. Hit a good game, six points. Yeah. Southwest. He came up from the Mexico City GV. So yes, Capitan de Mexico uh, City. So uh, Ciudad de Mexico. So um, he's a good rebounder and a uh, decent scorer to both the 10-day contracts. Um, it's good to have some points from the Raptors. What is it, Mark Eversley? Um, so the assistant coach for them, so I'm sure he has influence in that. I was thinking about that because I was, I was watching back some of the um, some of those clips where they, um, you know, like the Bulls, how, how they are right now, Sacramento, short Sacramento. So. So. Which one do you hope they keep? Um, Sienna Johnson or Alfonso uh, McKinney? Uh, I would say we're better off with Sammy Johnson. The fire to bet on someone um, is our homebred star. Uh, the feature would be Alfonso McKinney. Yeah. He's the one who's, I mean, he's technically veteran by now, but. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think in the league he's veteran, but I think like in, in basketball that's not he is. In the league, I think Johnson yeah. has the access, but I believe that's the X factor. You know, in terms of experience, and that's why you know every place. Granted, both of them are American, but they've um, I believe they had a nice article um, spotlighting uh, Alfonso to get to, but um, they did uh, headline was saying subtitle about how it was a long road back to the NBA and not only as part of the G League, but um, Mexico, China, um, just internationally has played different places. So um, good that we bring this. And of course, it's not going to be accomplished in one night. No. Um, they just, they, they walked on, you know. So um, there's a chance they'll keep them. I hope they keep at least one of them. Um, and I would say it has to be, um, if I had to make a final decision, it'll have to be standing back to And before we conclude, I need to talk about a shout out. The man made his debut for the Bulls off the bench. Number 19, Marco Samolovic. Finally, hear about him from uh, Casey Johnson, Rap Schaefer, forever. They've been like, Marco, 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 you gotta come and let him look the world like, well, I see one minute. So finally, he died there. Finally, his debut. Exploded for two points, was three minutes. five minutes. Yeah. I guess they're still waiting for him to light it up. Light it up. He's there six, seven times. Hey, what about Alizé Johnson? He's stunk, but I like him. I just. Yeah. I wish you'd get more minutes. Yeah, that's okay. He's kind of funny on rosters. You know that's just good enough. Uh, Tony Bradley's been up Yeah, his rebounding's been getting better. He just looks like a good one. And, you know, action. Um, plays a little bit nice, you know. 
again, we have to use this um, saying that the man is seven feet and six foot ten or whatever have you. Um, and he should be using his. I, I assume that he's putting his arm up like that. It's good for the defense. Um, but I remember watching uh, one of the books said that the reason why you got someone like Bradley is because his wingspan and um, you know, to be a very good defensive player, which they need that size. So I feel like some of the smart players are like working up against them, getting like some easy layups with that. So we need to, to, to put someone like that. No, you're, no one's going to be like uh, an AD or, you know, someone of that nature, but uh, ironically, he's from here. But um, yeah, it's just tough. We cannot win it all, but we have. Some crap. Did it call a plug? It didn't. I just like hit one of these. Uh uh. So hopefully it was yeah. saved. If anything, we have the Twitch. Yeah. Oh, that thing? Maybe. Hopefully. You want to pick a Yes. Oh, yeah. Is it on? Test the piece will be back. Sister City Toronto. Raptors, Kyle Lowry, yeah. so what is happening here in the chance? They figured become like a semi super team of the way. Moving on from that the game with a loss. The next game for Bulls is Tuesday against the Detroit Pistons, which should be a win. But I heard on six seventy scores the game could be postponed because Zach Levine and Brown, I believe it was, just went on the COVID list. So now we're missing even more. And at the time of talking right now, the Bulls only have eight or nine players that nine players that can be um, active participating in the game. So if we lose any more, we'll be hit harder. And the players who are available as of now are the Lukovic, Lonzo Ball, Oscar Russo, Troy Bradley, Lee Johnson, Devin Dotson, Tyler Cook, Marco Simonovic, and Alfonso Kenny are the only ones who are active, so hopefully they can play the game. If not, postpone it to when the Bulls will be able to field a team of both that players. That's right. Um, hey, that's a... He did score six points in this last game, so that's pretty good. Um, I believe that's what they need to do because they have the talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the last few games, they're trying to experiment and kind of put in some of the bench. With Alfonso, got like 29 minutes last game, right. so he got a lot of minutes. Um, yeah, that's how you produce you know, stars, if you will. Um, 
they they could do that. Um, I believe they can get back to that uh, Joaquin Noah, Derek Hero era where everyone on the bench was good and all the signs were obviously very good. To be honest, I think they should start Marco next game. Yeah, how about it? We they hyping him up like he's going to be like the next Nowitzki. Yeah. We need to see like what can he do. I guess they usually want to put like the veterans up first, so like yeah. they might be young, so like someone who's young, like, right. like, like like Tony Bradley or yeah. you know another team. It does make sense right there. Um, so I believe they should take a chance, which is why they could took a chance. If that makes sense with uh, IO, yeah. he did start. Yeah. Now he's on the code of the second Yeah, unfortunately. Um, wasn't it, uh, wasn't it really, uh, one of the ones that was signed, like, was, landed, it was just rumors, right? It wasn't, you know, Alfonso landed on the list, but that's not, that's not real because... I don't think so. Yeah. I hope not. We already have an update. That was right before the game, so... Oh, um, he played, so I assume it was fine. Yeah. Because I remember that comment, like some, oh, they signed someone just for what? That's not the one that him. Could have been Johnson, because he hasn't, Skinny Johnson, because he hasn't been playing yet. That's right. Maybe it's him. No, I'm kidding. Because he's playing, so. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to the 7 on the Block Sports Show. And... We're also going to aim, and our goal is to release some more episodes before the end of 2021. So, for 2022, we're excited for that coming up soon. Yeah, we will get to uh, at least 90. I think so. By that time. Or by the end of the year, I think. Yeah. And for sure, the 100 will be coming in 2022. But let's not get far ahead of ourselves. The holidays no. will be approaching, but it's not. As soon as you think that, so we still got a few weeks, uh, and let's not put a bunch of our ugliest in a bunch, as they say. Uh, but yeah, we gotta start, you know, pulling our pants up uh, in terms of the Bulls. Uh, we gotta see what happens with them, uh, and. Okay, it's over. Are you ready for some Chicago Fire FC talk here on the Bullhawk Sports Show? Get ready for some exciting news here about the Fire and some of the recent re-signings in the offseason. Boy, are these good signings, and we are excited to discuss them. First, we are going to discuss... The re-signing of Jonathan Bornstein to the fire. Johnny B is one of my favorite members of the fire. The 37-year-old veteran joined us in the 2019 season. He's been with us ever since. He has been a crucial part of our back line in defense. His health has been great. He has been a great leader, captain on the field. Johnny B has been great off the field as well. And in 2021, the most recent season, 
He led the team in interceptions with 81, clearances with 11, and ranked third in aerial duels 1 with 63. I think this was a great signing. It was only for one year, which is a good plan. He is 37. He's a veteran, but keeping him back, his experience is crucial with the Fire's goal to get younger, with more younger players on the roster, keeping a leader like Johnny B back was a great move by the new brain trust for the Fire. And also a great move for new coach Ezra Hendrickson to work with Johnny B and excited to see what happens with this new roster on the Fire. The next re-signing we're going to talk about is defender Wyatt Amsberg. Also a fan of Wyatt Amsberg. He was acquired in last in 2020 from Minnesota United in a trade. He's been making some appearances. He's had 23 starts for us. 13 starts, 23 appearances. He was selected 15th overall in the 2018 MLS draft. And Juan Amsberg, a lot younger than Johnny Bornstein. So Juan Amsberg fits the mold that the Fire are going for right now. And a quote by sporting director Georg Hitz, Why is a consistent, hardworking defender with team-first mentality. His re-addition to the roster provides us with depth at the center-back position as we continue to prepare for a very important 2022 season. And now his contract has to do with multi-year contract. He's going to be under contract with the Fire through the 2022 season. And depending on what the Fire see out of Wyatt and what they think he can fit the new mold, there are club options for the 2023 and 2024 seasons. So he could be with us for three more seasons or one season. Depends on performance, roster moves, and the team performance, not just Wyatt's performance. And one of the quotes that Kirk Hitz said about Wyatt, a very important 2022 season, another reason for this, besides the new coach for the Fire, the Fire trying to get back into the playoffs, improve after a bout of dismal seasons, is the 25th season anniversary for the Fire. So their 25th season in the league. And they have announced the home opener and the season opener. Might as well announce those. I do not believe we have announced those on the program yet. So let's do that now before we get to another new re-signing. So the first match of the season is on February 26th at Inter-Miami CF, 5 p.m. Central Time. Then on March 5th, our home opener is against Orlando City SC at Soldier Field, also at 5 p.m. Central Time. And according to ChicagoFireFC.com, that will be the earliest home opener in club history. And also... Season tickets for the 2022 campaign are available for those two matches. The rest of the regular season won't be announced till later. 
So tickets are available to see Inter Miami if you want to go to Miami and also Orlando City at home, Soldier Field. The next re-signing we're going to discuss was released. The news less than an hour ago, so very recent news. We're going to break it down right now. No more waiting. And that is the Fire have re-signed Miguel Navarro to a new contract. And Miguel Navarro, excellent defender. That's definitely been a theme so far. The Fire have been trying to re-sign and keep their defenders. Now we need to focus on, after this, fixing the offense, which is very poor. That's been a big problem for the Fire. The defense, at times, has had success. We've kept teams low scoring. We've had some 1-0s, 1-1s, a lot of 1-0s, which is great with the goalkeeping and defense, but if the team can't score one goal, we're going to win a few games. So let's go back to Miguel Lavaro. He was signed for a um, two-year deal until the 2024 season and a club option for 2025. So he's going to be with us for a number of seasons. Miguel has been excellent so far in his few matches with us, arriving on 2020 from Deporto Aguera in the Venezuelan First Division. He's made 47 appearances, 35 starts, including an MLS career-high 28 appearances in 2021. And a thing to note is that Miguel will not occupy international slot on the club's 2022 roster after receiving his U.S. green card earlier this season. He was occupying an international slot until then, but now that has been removed. And at their national level, he was a call-up to the Venezuelan national team. He made a pair of FIFA World Cup matches in October 2020 appearances. He also has made 11 appearances for Venezuela at the under-20 and under-23 level, competing in various tournaments. Excited that Miguel Navarro is back. He is what the Fire are looking for in getting younger, keeping young core. Miguel is only 20, 20, uh, 22, so he's very young. And we're excited to see the Fire's performance in the next season. And one final bit of news to discuss, this is also positive news, is that Chicago Fires goalkeeper Gabriel Salina, better known as Gaga, who took over for Bobby Shuttleworth during mid-half of the season, was named in the top 10 highest-rated goalkeepers born in 2004, which includes him and also Chris Brady as well. So very excited for Gaga. He was named Most Valuable Goalkeepers Born 2004 on the TransferMarket.us Twitter site. And that is great news for Gaga. And one last little bit about Gaga is after he had an excellent season with us with multiple shutouts, getting a clean sheet. 
He had 11 appearances, 11 starts, 45 saves, 4 shutouts. He was named to the U.S. men's national team a couple days ago. He will get a experience and he will play on the team in one of their upcoming matches. So that's great for Gaga to see him get some experience on the U.S. men's national team. They were impressed with his play down the stretch for the fire as long as I was as well. Great news. So to recap, the Fire re-signed Johnny Bornstein, Juan Amsberg, Miguel Navarro, and we finally discussed Gaga Slovina's news. So thank you for listening to the Blog Sports Show. We're very excited to release more content. This will be released on the upcoming episode 87. We're getting towards episode 100, getting there. We're super excited to have guests on for that episode 100 and maybe some more guests on before that as well. Stay tuned for more content on Blog Sports Show down the line. Thank you. It's just a fact of life. Good evening, my good man. I am doing a check here on the audio for Blog Sports Show. It better be working or I'm going to blow.